everybody come and welcome to another episode here for the Funkin' Pod. It's media cast time and, well, let's talk about the media, what happens in the media and will we survive? <laughs> okay, I don't mean to be that bleak, but obviously we have to, again, talk about what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening with the Russian invasion in Ukraine and so on. And there are a few things that I actually want to talk about and I actually took some notes here on my whiteboard um so let's see if we can go through all of those without uh i know going crazy starting to cry or uh, losing all kinds of hope so one of the first things that i would like to discuss or that i would like to just highlight is like a quote that's been floating around social media for a while now and it's a good quote actually it says um the first casualty of any war is always the truth and of course that that That's true. <laughs> And we can see this happening everywhere, right? So you know if you consume media, be that social media, be that mainstream media, be that alternative media, be that Russian state media, be that Ukrainian state media, be that German state media, be that any kind of media, they always have an agenda. And that's the second point I actually want to talk about right away. It's like agenda setting. We talked about this many times before in different podcasts, But let's just talk about it one more time in, while I'm so excited that actually the camera <laughs> suffers from it. Um, yeah, so agenda setting, right? So every news outlet has some kind of agenda, obviously. If you don't have an agenda, you don't know why you're basically working. Your agenda should be to work as the guard dog, the watchdog of society. That should be your agenda. Of course, it's not because that doesn't pay the bills well enough. So you have different kinds of agenda. You know, state media has the agenda to support the state, the government. Um, then other other kind of media outlets, CNN, Fox, left wing, right wing, and so on. They have different agendas to produce content, as we discussed in previous videos, that will support the claims that their target audience believes so that they will then eventually make money out of their target audience, from their target audience. So agenda setting is, of course, an obvious thing that it's happening. So, of course, Russian state media doesn't tell the Russian citizens what's actually happening. They're saying, well, we only moved into parts of the Ukraine because we are there to actually um, try to make peace, bring peace to that region. We are the good guys, right? Agenda setting here, believe that your country is doing the right thing, support your own country, obviously talking down on Ukraine, in this case, of course, painting Ukraine as the bad guys, obviously. Obviously, Ukrainian media will do the will do the same thing, just the other way around. Now, of course, then other media outlets in the West also have an agenda. We can hope that we see a little less bias because we're not directly involved. But obviously, now, any media outlet... And I'm not saying it's not true, but any media outlet now, of course, also benefits from Zelensky being that superhero. And I'm not saying he's not, so don't freak out. I'm just saying it's very beneficial from the media for the media outlets to portray Zelensky as this kind of awesome hero, Captain Ukraine that stands up basically by himself. I'm exaggerating on purpose to make that point um, against the Russian forces. All right. So that's one thing. Then another thing, and again, I'm totally on the side of the Ukraine. I'm just trying to show different agendas, right? Then um, those 
fairy tale folk tales that we hear right now like of that old lady giving like some sunflower seeds to the russian soldiers then once they die in ukraine something beautiful will will, will blossom out of them and so on has been debunked now who debunks it is the question of course right but um for the sake of argument let's assume that it's true that it's been debunked as this would just help making the point that i'm trying to make is that in the media that's anti-putin and lots of media should be anti-putin but of course they're also exaggerating their points to entice their audience even more right uh, now there is of course also the other side of the spectrum like here in thailand for example where i record this podcast right now there are media outlets who are actually very pro-Russia. We have lot. We Thailand has, of course, some economical ties to Russia. Um, lots of Russian tourists here all, all the time. Uh, so one outlet, for example, interviewed the Russian ambassador, and he could then just say what he thinks um, is happening. You can guess what he said. Um, another newspaper then published another pro-Putin article saying that like it's all the fall of Ukraine and so on. So. They have an agenda too. They want to appease, I don't know if it's investors or potential business partners or actual business partners, but that's the agenda behind that. So agenda setting is a thing that's definitely happening. So every time you consume some kind of news, information, ask yourself, what's the agenda of the outlet giving me those news, giving me the information? Why are they doing this? There must be something behind it. I'm not saying don't trust anyone, eh, don't trust anyone, <laughs> but I'm saying think about it. Everybody has an agenda. And so on the left, on the right, everybody has an agenda. In the middle, they also have agendas. Everybody has an agenda. So every time you consume news, you consume any kind of content that wants to shape your opinion your inf yeah, with giving you information, but that information is already processed information, right? It's not raw information. We had this in the last podcast. It's processed information, a two-step flow theory. So check the last podcast for reference. Um, so be aware that the information that you're getting is processed and that there's an agenda behind it. So always question the agenda. Okay, agenda setting... Um, tackled now for on my notes what else do i have on my notes okay so last week on last podcast we also talked about the society of the spectacle a term coined by uh, i think sean bodria i sometimes mix up all those researchers but i think that's the, it was bodria who called the term the society of the spectacle and we talked about like that we now um as, a, as an audience as people as society we like to watch spectacular exciting things so we don't have to participate in it and the more we watch the less real it becomes this then related also to another concept of hyper reality for example hyper reality is another media concept that is um, very common famous for being part of the whole postmodernism movement that jordan peterson hate hate jordan peterson um hates uh, and i'm not saying i'm pro postmodernism i'm just saying this hyper reality thing if you give me like two minutes, I'm going to explain, could have something to do with how we perceive, how we understand the media. Hyperreality, for example, means that um, what you see in the media becomes real to you. Even though we know right now, and I explained it a minute ago, that what you see in the media is not always true. This starts with social media. The pictures that you post, are they a reflection of your actual life? 
Probably not. You probably enhance them. You post only cool pictures of you on holidays, cool food. You add a filter and so on. So that people who see your Instagram feed think, oh my God, you've got such a cool life, right? That's hyper-reality. Why? Because the person who doesn't know you, who consumes this information, thinks that's the truth. So hyper-reality basically means it's not reality. It's like enhanced reality thanks to the media and for the person consuming it, however, they don't know better. For them, it is reality. So it becomes reality in communication. And the same thing happens with the media that we're consuming, with the news. The news that's being produced, shown to us with an agenda behind it. We don't know better, so then what we see becomes reality to us, what we consume becomes real to us. And then based on what we consume, we make our decisions. So we base our decisions based on what we consume. And so what we consume, even if it's not real, becomes real. Whew. Hashtag super deep. That was a very, very basic like breakdown of hyper-reality. Um, if you want to know more, reach out. Um, happy to discuss all those things. But so what we then consume, it becomes real, even if it's not real. And now, if you think about this and about the different agendas, like the agendas dictate what the outlets show us. So the outlet shows what they want us to show because they want to influence us. And then if we don't know better, we consume it. And so what we consume, what they want us to see, becomes real to us. Right? Okay, so keep this in mind. That's like um, hyper-reality. And then this whole thing, right, leads to also one thing that's happening right now with Russia and the Ukraine. It's a war of public relations as well, of course. It's a real war, obviously, not taking away from that. But this PR thing that's happening, like the Ukraine being, of course, of course, is sympathetic and we should be. I'm not saying we should not. But like from a media point of view, like how the Ukraine uses the media amidst all the attacks of Russia is very impressive and very smart. Like they paint Zelensky as the hero. They paint their own people as the hero. They share how normal people take up arms, how sports superstars, the Klitschkos, Alexander uh, Usyk, for example, Lomachenko. And well, they all go back to the Ukraine, um, back to Ukraine and um, take up arms to defend their country, which is just also just a fantastic story to tell. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying it's very smart to tell that story from a media point of view. It's engaging, right? The way Zelensky delivers speeches, he's a fantastic talker. I just watched his speech um, to the European Union uh, in regards to the application of the Ukraine to the European Union. And the translator was close to tears when Zelensky spoke and the translator had to translate his speech. And I was moved too. And I watch speeches like basically not for a living, but it's part of my job. So I have to watch things like this. And oh my God, he's a fantastic speaker. So he's utilizing everything to its full extent. Again, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that's what they do. On the other hand, Russia has lost all the credentials, of course, has lost all, I know, so should have lost also, but of course it hasn't, like, I know, India, Pakistan, and so on, still supporting uh, supporting Russia, because it's important for the economy, I guess, like Thailand's also, let's not talk about that. Um, but, so in terms of how they use media, they, of course, have lost, no matter what happens. Now, even if they take Kiev tonight, for example, they lost, like, 
they lost their PR. Well, Putin is like the, the the mad, crazy guy now, no matter what he does. Um, and Russia can't do much else because Ukraine is like, hey, we're the brave fighters. So what is Russia supposed to do? Saying like, hey, we are the superpower killing everyone? No, that, that doesn't fly in the media. Like no one wants to see that, right? So the only thing that Russia could be doing to, to salvage this is they could try to highlight the fake, exaggerated reality coming out of a Ukraine, like this sunflower lady not being real, like that tank that ran over a car was a, apparently a Ukrainian tank, not a Russian tank, things like this. However, if they would do that, that it could come across as desperate, right? As like very petty. Like, yeah, come on, you're invading a country and now you're trying to make them look bad. What the hell? Right? So when it comes to media usage, how to use like the media for your cause, the whole PR, um, Russia lost very badly and Ukraine won by a landslide, obviously. I feel like I want to go on for hours but i see that it's already 13 minutes and i always try to keep those short outbursts at around 10 to 15 so i'm gonna end it here right now i hope you took something away from this which is the agenda setting so every time you consume anything think about the agenda behind it um also this podcast by the way what's my agenda i should think about it um, right now it's not monetized so you can no, not say it's monetization. Um, then we discussed hyper-reality for just a moment. So what you consume becomes real for you. So that's why you always should think about it twice, of course. And we then quickly discussed the PR war that clearly has already been won by the Ukraine, no matter what's going to happen later down the road. All right, that's been the media cast here on the Funk Report for right now. Probably a few more episodes coming in regards to Ukraine, Russia, um, because... It's just so insane to watch, isn't it? Like also now, not talking about like just the media coverage and everything and just from a personal point of view, it's insane that I'm recording a podcast right now here while people are actually suffering, being bombarded, hiding in, in bomb shelters. And so it's, it's, I can't really comprehend how this is happening, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, that's it for this week. Um, thoughts and prayers. I know it sucks to say that. I'm very sorry, but that's all I can do right now with the people in the Ukraine. Uh, stay strong. Um, we all root for you, obviously. And uh, let's hope that, I don't know, something's been done soon. NATO to the rescue. I'm not sure. Um, let me know what you think about the media point of view, though. Um, please try to keep it civilized in the comments. Uh, I know this topic is, of course, like a very engaging one. Um, but try to have a civilized debate. It would be really nice. I would appreciate that. Thank you very much for, for joining me in this quick trip here. As always, please do like, share, subscribe to, to this podcast because it really helps to spread um, the, the, the vibe, to spread uh, to a new audience. If you rate this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so on, more people will find it, meaning... Um, we get a bigger audience, meaning we can have a broader discussion, which is the ultimate goal, actually. That's my agenda. All right. Thank you very much for being here. More important than ever, take care, stay safe, and I'll see and talk to you soon. Sabadee Cup. Oh.